Good evening out there to all in the digital land, and welcome to LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I guess I'll be your host tonight. I'm Nate, and I'm joined here tonight with three pretty cool other dudes, starting with... What is the... Is it, what is it? Heidi Ho? Neighborino. Neighborino. I was thinking the Heidi same Ho, thing. We're missing it. Yeah. I, yeah. Who said... Does he say that? That's that's Nate's thing? Hmm, that's Nate's thing. Ned Flanders' thing. I just borrow it. Neighborino. Can you start it again with that? Howdy ho, neighborinos. <laughs> there we go. Oh, now it feels like a yes. podcast. There we go. Yeah. So who are you, dude? Kevin. Kevin. And Nelson. Nelson. And Chris Osborne. Again. The Chris Osborne. Back again. Part two. Guys, do you sense something right now? Do you sense like there's a like significant aura in the room? I, let me. I, I, the reason I ask is a little is, bit different. Musk. Like yes. Yes. You know why? Like, like he is now officially the director of the Butler Springs Christian Cat Camp. It's official. The director. Like it's official. It's official. That's, That's crazy. crazy. How, how just, has that been? Yeah. Uh, not not too good for the first uh, month. Just problem after problem. But that's okay. Still good though. Is it? Is it been? Is it been? Uh, like sh- more stressful? Cause, let me ask you this. Okay. Well, let me just say this. I got a letter from the IRS the other day. <laughs> oh, oh no. no. Yeah. That that's your first <laughs> inkling there. Uh, so the letter says that we owe six million two hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Well, you guys like turn that over in a year, right? No, a couple months. Oh, a couple months. No. So <laughs> there's those kinds of stressors in lives or lives. So, but it's all good. Wow, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, dude, that's a hefty. I Did, okay, let me ask you this because th- I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to understand this because I know how it is for me. So, like right now, my brother, me, and my dad farm together, and while like. Brian and I have significant responsibility. In fact, probably more than than Dad does at this point. But there's still this, like he's still there, and so like it's just kind of like I can do all the things that I want to do as far as the business goes. But at the end of the day, like there's still this kind of layer of well, the buck stops with him. So like, like so it's not as stressful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you sense that? Do you feel that now? It's to- you're beginning to. Yeah, I'm beginning to. So, <clears throat> just gotta, like you said, just pull your pants up and say, "Let's do it." This is the way it goes. This is the way it is. Yeah. Hate me or not, but we're gonna eat chicken tenders three days a week. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> four. You just gotta make four days. Four days a week. You just gotta make those decisions. So Can't, you still got a pizza, dude. Like you. Can, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So well, good man. Yeah, that's how's awesome. uh how's uh like the family. Doing really good. That. They're good. They're, uh, I mean, no different. Still, nothing really changed for them. Like, well, we, we moved offices. I mean, that's about the biggest thing right now. Where is your office now? In Keith's old oh, office. Oh, so you so. like the the head honcho office now? Yep, all by myself now. All by my lonesome. I so you have a window now. I do have a window, so it's not a dungeon anymore. Nice. Yeah, man. So you're really moving up in the yeah. world, dude. Moving on, on up. We got really a, bad rhythm. We need to, yeah, yeah, get it together. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah. I mean, so, what, thank you for coming. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, we needed an expert on tonight's subject, so yes. we'll yes. we'll get into that here shortly. Um, so before we get to that, big news happened this week, right, Nelson? Yeah. What was the biggest news this week, man? The Queen died. The Queen, Queen Elizabeth the Queen. II, passed yeah. away. What are your what's 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 the deal? What's the big deal with it? How Nelson? long like, why? Uh, was she? Seventy monarch? seventy years. I think. Is, and years. what's the longest monarch that England has ever had? I honestly don't know the. I, I was what struck out. What struck to me was like I forget how many prime ministers she outlived. A fifteen prime ministers or something. I mean, it was. And if you saw all of the world leaders that she's interacted with, they had like a lineup of them, and it's just. I think it was. How many presidents, like 12 presidents, or something crazy, and you're going, wow. Like, she was still... Yeah. How many Even, presidents? I've, I, I, I'm just throwing it off the top of my head. It was several. So, Literally. like, I think she came into power Eisenhower? She Early was. 50s. Listen, listen. 
Elizabeth II, between 1952 and 2022, Elizabeth II was the Queen of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth, making her the longest-serving British monarch in history. That's amazing, but... In their history. Yeah. That's a big deal. 12 or 13 U.S. presidents was what I just counted on my fingers. So, I mean, it's it's just a... You know, like, it really doesn't affect our day-to-day, but it certainly is a... An occasion in the world, for sure, that, that I mean, the majority it, of this world it's stops and absolutely notes. monopolize the news. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you said like people people were tracking her. Like, there's an app you can get on and track. You could track the queen as she was taking yeah her, her going flight, to her final yeah, resting. Her, yeah, which and is it, nutty. Yeah, but so and it crashed. Is what it crashed saying. the server. They had six million people log on to try to f- track a flight. The last time that big one was when Pelosi went to. Uh, Taiwan. Everybody was tracking that one to see. <laughs> if it just—I don't know what happened to it. But if the blip just disappears. Just disappears. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know why they would want to do that. No, I mean, it doesn't make sense, really. Yeah, so I'd say that was some of the bigger news of the week for sure. You know, really doesn't change anything for us. But I thought it was interesting. Like they had George. They had you know clips of George W. Bush, Obama, Biden, Trump. You know, two Republicans, two Democrats, and they all had nothing but great things to say about the lady. Like, That's, if there's wow. if there's anything that can be said, she kind of, I, I'm not going to say brought them together, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, seemed to be a pretty, she had pretty good sense of humor and pretty, you know, easygoing to be a monarch, I guess, for that long. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is more news, and I cannot believe this has not been referenced to this point. Uh, football's back. Who day? Yeah. <laughs> now that's depressing. <laughs> that is depressing. What a game, though, man. Like honestly, the Bengals deserve to lose. That. Oh, absolutely. As much as it pains me absolutely. to say that, they deserve. Burrow to lose sucked. It. The line sucked. Yeah. The defense played really I, good. I read. I read, I read something. He I got, will throw interceptions. You could. You could throw interceptions as good as he could. I guarantee you that. I read Only something. He got yards. sacked like seven times or something. Seven times. Sacked seven times. Four. Uh, four interceptions. Four interceptions. One, one of them they one. didn't count though. Maybe or something like that. I don't. Know. Maybe it was five. It would have been five, and they didn't count to one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it got tipped or I don't know. Fumble. Fumble. That's right. So, jeez. Not a great start. Not a great start. No, but 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 football's back. And but if you take away the stats from the first game, he's still undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> There's positivity in it. Yes, that is. Yeah, look on the bright side. It's the silver lining. That's what we do here. Next week. We're always looking We're at back. silver linings. <laughs> Who do they play next week? Uh, Cowboys. They play Cowboys Ooh. Sunday. A Dakless. A Dakless. Cowboys. He hurt his hand. He may be out for the season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't hear that. You gotta have surgery. Jerry Jones says he's going to be back next week, but I don't know that I trust that guy to say with anything he says. You know he's uh, offering open tryouts to anyone in the Dallas area. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Didn't they make a movie about that? Yeah, I'm pretty it sure the, they did. It was the Eagles, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like in the Dick Vermeil. Was that what era. they called Invincible, the movie? Yeah, that Mark Wahlberg right. was Mark in it. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. 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 Seems yep. right. Yep. Mark yep. Wahlberg. Huge Wasn't that Eagles like fan. New York Jets based or? Uh, Eagles. Eagles. I'm sorry. Philadelphia Eagles. Green. Yeah. It's they are green. Yes. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so guys, our topic for tonight. Wait. Do we, do we want to talk more about the Bengals? I mean, I mean, no. But you forgot the sermon. Sermon. Well, I know. I was going to get into that. I was just. Oh. I was going to kind of give a little. You know. Heads oh, okay. Up okay. About okay. I'm topic. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but you know, you interrupted me, Kevin. So I, you get to explain. No, 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 what no. go. Topic. Do 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 you do you, and we'll sit here and watch. So the topic tonight, it gosh, I feel so awkward. But this is why we got Chris Osborne to come on. Yeah, um, yeah. which makes it even more awkward. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, it, guys, it's it's about sex. We're gonna uh, talk about sex. We're gonna talk about sex, baby. Um, it's almost impossible not to say. No, that, you can't. You gotta talk about sex, baby. I was invited <laughs> under just the pretense of being here for a podcast. Little did I know it was going to be about this. So we, the, the, you were the first person we thought of. Yes. 
who would love to come talk about this. So yeah, congratulations, Chris Osborne. Well, it's it's biblical, so it. Yes, absolutely. So yep, we're good. Song absolutely. of Solomon's going to be all over this podcast. That's right. Great book, great poetry. Um, so we'll get to that here in just a few short minutes. Um, but Kevin, if you wouldn't mind, I believe your sermon was over idolatry, and you're. This won't be the first one, or the, I'm sorry, the last one over idolatry, correct? No, no, no. It, yeah, there was just standalone um, oh. that I was just. Uh, so I, what I said was in when I was introducing the message was that, um, I I kind of had a week in between the series that just ended and the series that's getting ready to begin. Uh, that is the second part in our helping families win created for community <clears throat> and I had a week that I could really do whatever I wanted and so I thought that you know let's do something that I've been studying I've been uh, reading excuse me Kyle Eidelman's book God's at War and uh, really the whole first chapter kind of you know is is based around kind of what I talked about just you know the gods in our lives and things like that and, and thought it'd be a good kind of leading into you know you know, we the first part of our the first series that we that we dealt with in our helping families win was just that personal. Hey, listen, this is where you need to be in your relationship to God. If you know, if if we're going to be healthy and good, and and only when we get here are we going to be able to you know kind of pour out into others. And and this is that pouring into others, those that are closest to us. You know, what makes up our family, and for all of us, it's different. You know. Um, some of us, it's the typical, you know, husband, wife, kids thing. Uh, but but for a lot of the people, that's not the case. And so, you know, what who who are your family, and and how can you pour into them? And you can't pour into them unless you get your stuff straight, you know. And mm. and so it was just kind of a lead, a pointing back to that. Um, but but I talked about idolatry. I talked about how we allow um, uh, things to become the the most important thing rather than having God in his rightful place in our life and, and, and how, um, I gave some, some ideas on how to kind of break that down. And, and some of them were like, you know, you know, when, when you want comforted, what do you go to? Like, you know, you know, when you're disappointed, where do you turn? You know, that just things like that. That That, that was the one thing that stuck out to me that you said is not, you know, we think about idolatry is what do we do with our time? But where, where do we go with when we need comforted? Yeah. That was the one thing that just really hit me like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. For some people it's food for some people. It's, I mean, you could, I mean, you can run the gamut with that stuff, but yeah, it just it was a self assessment essentially is what we did this Sunday and man I I've you know I've had a lot of like feedback and a lot of different messages but I think probably that's been one of the tops you know over the last you know at least year or so I mean as far as people kind of reaching out and saying man this has really impacted me and here's how and I've had people say, Hey, listen, you know, can we sit down and talk? You know, I need to, you know, I kind of work through some of these things. So it, it was just good that God used that and spoke through that. And that's what you want. You know, that's not going to happen every time and you shouldn't expect it like as a communicator, but every once in a while it will. And, you know, just, I, I thank God that that was the message that we, that we went to. So absolutely. And, uh, Kevin, before we get to the topic, uh, would you care to explain a little bit about, Small group kickoff, yeah, coming up this Sunday. This weekend, um, we like I say, we we kick off uh, the second part in our Helping Families Win series um, that we're calling Created for Community, um, and in that, um, one of the one of the big pushes that we're trying to make is you know just small groups. Like we want people to find a community that's going to encourage. Uh, challenge, sharpen, uh, help us grow together. And so really emphasizing that we've got like 125 people that will be involved in small groups in one way or the other, which is incredible, you know, um, for, for the church. We went from really having two groups that were meeting regularly and we're going to have like eight now. That's awesome. So just some, just really, really good thing. 
Um, but we, we're really emphasizing that. And one of the ways that we're going to kind of highlight that is uh, this weekend, um, following service, um, September 18th, we are going to hang out after the service is all over with. Um, we've got some food coming in. We're going to have food. Uh, some some activities for the kids and some extra, some added worship and kind of a breakout time uh, for for the groups to kind of meet the first week. So, and and this is you know we're open to everybody. So we'll feel, if anybody comes and they're not involved in a group, you know we'll plug them in. You know whatever. So it's not like a hey, listen, you know you have to be signed up and you have to be a part of the groups. No, this is for everybody. So I can attest to that because before we even started coming to church, we were part of Scott and Sarah Duncan's small group. This was probably gosh, a few years ago. And that was, I mean, that was awesome to just be in that group and be a part of it. And that's yeah, really, you weren't even attending at the time, right? No, we like you guys were still going to, uh, Hardens Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were. So, um, yeah, that was awesome, man. It was just a, a good, good way to involve yourself in community and be with, uh, you know, people who were driving themselves to Christ too. It was awesome. Yeah, it's just to, like to build those relationships so that you can, you know, have somebody to lean on or talk to or be there for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to build those relationships in the 15 minutes after church every right. Sunday. So this is a great opportunity to expand on those for sure. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it, man. Uh, we look forward to uh, kicking off on Sunday. So about that 16, 17 minute mark, man, it's about time to get to the topic. Here we go. Crack your knuckles, boys. We uh, Forgive us ahead of time because we are a bunch of dudes. We're talking about something that can be a little uncomfortable from time to time, but bear with us here. Again, the topic is sex. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Go ahead and get the laughs out of the way. Sex. <laughs> Believe me, we, we've had plenty of laughs up to this point. So you are middle school teenagers. Yeah we're, yeah, we're acting like a bunch of high school boys in here. <laughs> I, I wish <laughs> I wish he was joking. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's all true. All true. No, yeah. I, and two, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those topics that I mean, I've I've preached on it before. But I you know, I think he even made comments when I'm when I'm preaching on it's like I don't want your feedback on this message. Like, I don't care what you think about it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to say this. We're going to get through it together. And then, you know, we're going to be done. But, but it also doesn't need to be swept under the rug. I mean, that's it's right. Not, it's sure. not a taboo right. thing. It's, it's not. not. Um, and that's the thing. Like, you know, us uh, Church of Christers or just, I would say, religious people in general, we don't talk about this. And there's there's lots of other subjects that we don't talk about. And uh, you know, and I know what they are. Uh, but sex is a, is a very great thing. We all know that. But sex can also be a very detrimental thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's what you're focused on, and where your uh, where your heart is, where your uh, you know what the goals are. And you know, just like God said, like the two become one, and and that's the significance of it. Well, I think I think too, like the thing that, like we have to you know, be, be mindful of is like, like we have a culture who says, Hey, listen, like you got one life to live, get it in, get as much of it in as you can. And it's talking about pleasure, you know, across the board, what, you know, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it be whatever, but I mean, they, sex is a big part of that in our culture. I mean, it's huge. I I don't have the stats in front of me, like as far as like just pornography and all those things but i mean golly sakes man and it's hard to even amount yeah like to even know like when we were growing up to know how prevalent it was and then now it's like the act man think about when we were growing up like we didn't have phones that you could that were sitting in front of us all the time you know we had you had to go into a building with really the really dark building with 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 painted over win, windows and a you know a door that you can't see through if you were going to get anything you know inappropriate or whatever you know or find the people at school who knew those things or brought those things yeah. yes yeah. who had parents that they yeah. could get them from right. and who wouldn't miss them that's it and so i mean but now the access to it is just the uh the stats on that this is from PurifyYourGaze.com. Um, never heard of that. Wow. 
But this is the first thing that popped why, up on Google. Why does it have sign in Nate? That's weird. Dog. Uh, Can you spell the at, purify uh, the gaze? Uh, any, uh, anyway. Uh, y or a Z? 40% <laughs> moving on. 40% of boys in grades 4 through 11 have admitted to searching for porn. Most of them do so often. The average age for a child to view porn is 11 years old. Dude. 11. 93% of boys and 63% of girls have seen explicit content before the age of 18. And there's no taking that back. No. Like, yeah, once, once you do, seen, it's it. like and and that so so then this goes to another thing to think about like not only is there no taking it back but like think about the comparisons that you begin to make as a young person and then going into your marriage of of that experience of being with your partner the, the person that you're going to be with the rest of your life you you I mean whether you want to or not like you're carrying that in and so there's a lot there's a lot. There's a lot to consider with this. Just you know, just as a culture, you know, mm. as a whole, like it's 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 a lot. The other thing is exactly what Chris said, and I and I think this is the other side of that. So you got one side that says get everything you can now because you only have a few years to live, you know, and even if you know, even if you have a long time to live, like your body's only going to be what it is for a certain amount of time. So get, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's really our cult, the culture's thinking. Here's the other side. Don't do it. You know, the, the, the extreme to the other side of that, you know, we live in a, in a, in a time where, where we see these divisions and these splits over these extreme views that people have. Well, the extreme to that is like, you know, good people don't have sex. And that's the other side of that. That's the, that's the, that's what Chris is alluding to. when he says the church of Christ, you know, Oh, you know, you're not allowed to talk about this. You're not allowed to do this. That that's the other view. And so, you know, then the question becomes, okay, well, if that's what, if that's what these two competing views say, then where should we stand on this issue? Well, ask your kid. I mean, ask yourself, like, where would your kids, where would you want your kids rather to hear about sex yeah. or whatever? Would you rather hear or hear about it from a healthy form, coming from mom and dad, as like explaining the relevance of it and why, or would you rather hear it on a bus trip back home? Because that's exactly <laughs> that, where I heard. That's it exactly where I, where I heard that's it. Where I heard Shut it too, up, dude. You're liar. Joking. Evidently, a bus, bus trips you're, you're are terrible. A bus. No, that was where I did. Yeah, Fourth I'm, grade, bus. Yeah, because what you grade? got... I'm pretty sure like second, dude. Second grade. Okay, you're younger than me. I would What's say uh, I would say probably third. Third, third grade, yeah, bus. Yeah. And who? Oh, uh, if I could say a name. Don't maybe. say a name. Okay. Well, uh, the kid had a mullet, and he was in the back, and he was uh, <laughs> uh, he was a high schooler. That is definitely not hey, the Hey, he, he grew up in West Virginia. So. No, I grew up in Virginia. West Virginia. Oh, yeah, same, yeah, yeah. Same thing. And how close are you to the border of West Virginia? Southwestern. Southwest. With a hyphenated Southwestern. Southwest Virginia. Gotcha. Exactly. But no, I mean, you know, like, I heard it from... Uh, from basically my neighbor and no, no clue, but like he just kept at it, just making jokes and doing what high schoolers or whatever does. And that's the first time I was exposed to it. And then of course, you know, you ask your parents and then they get all embarrassed because they don't know what to say because you're third or fourth grade and you really spring it on them. Yeah. So, you know, um, I would much rather my kids hear the topic, the topic of sex or, you know, once again, the ins and outs of it, just the the whole details. How old is your oldest? Eight years old, and that that's what grade? Up, uh, well, she's in second grade, so I mean, so that's next up year soon. it's coming up soon. I know next year you're going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. And there's no way about it. Uh, and for those that are listening, you know, you've got uh, you might have sixth graders in hearing this, and you say, "Man, I've already missed the boat." Well, you probably have. So go ahead. Somebody is informing them. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like I say, I, I mean, yeah. this was. Golly. You don't have to go into all the details. I mean, this would you have been in the nineties. Just introduce it to them in a healthy fashion, and just make sure that you come from a biblical, or a biblical standpoint, just to say like this is what it is. Um, I mean, if you look around the room, you know, like ninety percent of the people are married. You know, they have done it before. Let's just go ahead and say, it. yeah, you have sex, right? So it's not that big of a deal, even what? though we think it's a big deal. But for our kids, that's who we're trying to protect. So we're trying to teach them not how to have sex by any means. So don't get me wrong, but we need to teach them the importance and the significance of sex and just the intimacy part. Because if we rely on modern 
technology or culture. To- ke- yeah, culture and television. Whatever influence that they might have, they are definitely going to get taught. The but wrong I mean, way. don't you think though, like because there's so many people that that probably have a more liberal view when it comes to sex today, even even conservative Christian church people are you know are going to have such a probably a lot more liberal view that you know when they hear this stuff like what Paul's screaming the apostle Paul's screaming he says don't have sex outside of marriage like that goes so against the grain of today's culture that and like if I was to tell that on a street corner if you told it at a Christian camp seriously with your high schoolers at a Christian camp they would laugh at you they would laugh at you and it's sad it really is sad but the world has perverted the kids so much uh, that that's the normal. Yeah. That they think they have to do it. They think they're they're pressured to do it. They're missing out if they don't do it. Yeah. And and, and it's it's totally one hundred percent BS. That's all it is. And all right. Who told you on the bus? Not name. Uh, but honestly, I don't remember. But I do remember hearing it on the bus. Did he have a mullet? Did not have a mullet. Well, Listen, mine had, no. my, the guy that told me actually had the uh, the curly mullet, so you can tell he was he was up there. Oh, yeah. Dude, like just Kenny think, Powers. how many years ago was that? Dude, I can't do math that quick, but I was third grade, so I was probably nine. So thirty years ago, thirty. So thirty years ago, years ago mullets were popular. They're back, baby. <laughs> They're still popular. <laughs> They're still popular. <laughs> Dude, I was at the fair the other day, and the and the uh, that we were at the tractor pulls, and the, well, there you go. Well, yeah, hold on. Let me finish the story, though. So uh, so the sled breaks, and it was some crazy part, harmonics, something. Who knew, right, that a sled had some kind of harmonics Complication, part? Complication, like, right? it seems simple. Here, let's but. try to har- harmonize. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nelson, of course, took that the was, tenor there. That was, of course he did. <laughs> um, but... So we're there, and to like kill time while they're waiting to fix this thing, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have a race. All the twelve, eight year old through twelve year olds, come down, okay?" Dude, I've never seen so many mullets in my life. All of these kids, <laughs> all these boys have mullets. Well, that's the cool thing to do. So it's everybody's going to be influenced. Now, let me ask you another question: Do you think that every one of them are having those kinds of talks on the bus? Absolutely. <laughs> I guarantee, I'm like, 100%, just, dude. I mean, I'll, I'll just, just go ahead and tell you. Yeah. Like, it's, have I, you ever talked to a middle schooler that is not your own kid or doesn't go to your church yeah. or just been a bystander? Let me tell you, those, I mean, I hear it all the time. Uh, yeah, we, we laughed and we joked a lot here before because this is a weird subject to talk about just because the church has made it so weird. But I guarantee you, You've heard the awkwardness from somebody. Uh, I would much rather go into full detail, if I had boys, much rather go into full detail about any questions that they absolutely wanted to ask and answer or get an answer to, and I would rather it come from me than a high school senior with a mullet or a ninth grader on the bus ride or somebody that just says something and you laugh at it because everybody laughs at it. They don't know what it means. So I would rather somebody ask me so that they can be informed. So, but I've got girls. I'm very protective of my girls. You've got boy and a girl, so you're going to get both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Same thing with you. I mean, it's 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 how it is. We need to be protective of our families, but the one way we can do it is give them the information and make sure it's coming straight from a biblical source. Yeah. And that it's good, and it is good. It is fantastic. Yeah. But they need to know how to appreciate it how to respect it, and know why we are intimate. We throw the word sex around, and it's just, you know, everybody's mind goes one direction or the other, but it's intimacy. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for intimacy. I had a uh, college professor one time, and he, he in class, and, of course, you know, and you're in a Christian college class, and he said the word, if you had sex with God, and, of course, everybody was blown away. And in fact, I was too. But he said, that's the response I'm wanting because who's the most intimate person that you know? It's, it's your wife, right? It's our wives is the most intimate person that we have. That should be the second most intimate person that we know in our lives. God should be the number one intimate person in our lives, right? 
Now, I'm not saying, like, if you were to say, just like my professor said, have sex with God, you would just, people would go nuts. But to get the point across, you're so intimate with God, you're so close, you have that such a tight relationship that that's what he was getting at. And if you have that relationship with God, well, you can have that relationship with your wife. You can have that relationship with your kids, the intimacy part. And it's got to be well-directed. It's got to be well-placed rather than some kid with a mullet. Yeah. Well, I think, again, like... And by the way, I'm not knocking people with mullets. But 30 Yes, we are. Ago, yes, you are. That's how I remembered it. Because my eyeballs were as big as the windows on the bus <laughs> when they first said the word penis or they first said the word vagina, but they didn't use those words. But I didn't know what that meant. My parents tried to shelter me. Yeah. But when I started asking questions... And it really got awkward at the dinner table. <laughs> My parents actually explained everything to me. And because they loved me, they explained things to me. But they weren't really from a Christian point of view. But they explained to me. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, now I understand. I don't have to go in a dark room and figure stuff out. I don't have to go to my neighbor's house and see if his dad's got magazines or see if his dad's got videos or back then the, the VHSs. I don't have to do that because my parents told me what it was. Now, it was over my head. I didn't know what any of that meant. And maybe I don't know what some of that stuff means now because of this crazy lingo that kids have. But what I do know is intimacy is where it's at. Yeah. I want to be so close with my wife. I want to be so close with my kids. I want to be so close with my God that that's the intimacy that I want, that that's the direction that I want to go. Yeah. They, uh, the expression I've heard is like every time you allow yourself, you know, to indulge in that in one way or the other, you're like cutting little slivers of your soul away because, you know, I mean, God is not a God who doesn't want us to have pleasure. In fact, he wants us to have the deepest and most meaningful pleasure. Like, like he wants And that's that why he mentioned sex. That's why he invented that's it. That's exactly right. But it but can be perverted to anything that we want to. It has to be done his way. And if it's not, then it's not going to give you what we hope to get out of it. And, that, and that's the whole point of it, you know. Um, when he says, hey, listen. It's marriage is between one woman and one man. Like, when, you know, when that intimacy that's created in that. Like, the reason that he does that is because he knows, hey, listen, if you follow these guidelines, if you do it this way, then it will create the pleasure that you're looking for, you know. And and it won't just be you. Like, that he's a part of that process, too. And, and again, you know, most people, <laughs> you know, they think that, Hey, listen, God, you 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 invented this thing. Great, thanks. You started the party, but we've perfected it. Get out of the way now. And that's not how it works, man. Like, if it's not His way, it's not going to be good. I my my bus experience, two girls. Oh, really? I was a fourth grade grader. They were fifth graders. What about you, Nate? He told us. He said he didn't remember. Honestly, oh, you did, I'm I, sorry. You didn't remember. What about? I do remember hearing it as a little kid on the bus. I really do. But That just seems odd that it came from girls. Yep. I, I believe that. Well, now, I, I grew up in Virginia, so it's it's much West different, Virginia. I guess. Virginia. V-A. <laughs> no, 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 Every, no. Everybody no. thinks that. You're going to confuse everybody. No, we're not going to confuse. We're telling Grundy, This podcast Virginia. is the pursuit of purpose. It's the pursuit of truth. That's, yep. And we've found That's the truth. We we've discovered it. And we are revealing it for what it is. That's what we do here. Nelson, <laughs> first time hearing about it where was this see you know my mom listens to this podcast she's one oh, of the 13 wow. so <laughs> let, let it loose tell her let her know nelson hey mom hey mom uh, no, uh, like remember I, that one time it was certainly a, a friend's house they had um uh he his dad had the whole collection of magazines yeah. and we knew where they were at we knew what he worked and in the summertime it was like and he put things together that's it you know and yeah. Well, I was a slow learner, so I didn't immediately see them put together. Uh, it was over the course of several different houses mm. uh, that I had visited as my friend's Isn't house. Isn't it incredible, though, how but the enemy started just with the bus ride. provides those opportunities to get you just hooked and just pulled into the rabbit hole that is that, you know, as oh, a yeah. man. You know, I mean, because... Well, that's what Satan is the master of. Selling I know. Oh, and absolutely. deceit. It's, yeah. it's all lies. Yeah. 
So if you have, I, I really think that's why there's so much divorce um, in today's society because there's so many unrealistic expectations. Oh yeah. Now I know that there's there's other quarrels among divorced people, so I'm I'm not knocking them at all. But I know several of my friends uh, that I went to college, Christian college with, that they had just unrealistic expectations of what marriage meant. But what it boiled down to is they created an addiction. Uh, when I say they, culture created an addiction into their society, into their thinking, and they fed off of it. And that carried with them into marriage, which ultimately was the demise of it. And the unrealistic expectations. So if you have that in mind, like you're never going to be fulfilled, ever going to be fulfilled. So you guys talked about, you know, the first time that you heard about it. And obviously, you know, you heard it from a guy with a mullet. You heard it from your neighbors. You heard it from two girls on a bus. Uh, You know, those obviously weren't positive ways to describe sex to a third grader or a fourth grader. When was the first time in your guys' lives where you may have heard someone talk about sex from a biblical perspective? Because I think about, I think I was about probably that. an adult. Yeah. Well, I think about going I through mean, my like, whole childhood, my whole teenage years, and it was just so taboo that we just didn't talk about it, and I never got that look into what it should be, as opposed to what everyone else told me it should be i you know I, I will say this like my parents were like very willing to have conversations with me about whatever but i kind of need to bring it up you know and i wasn't going to bring this up not this yeah, time because it's no, super awkward no, no it's super but awkward. if it's initiated in a healthy way by a parent yes i think it presents now you don't want to do it at a dinner table with other brothers and siblings <laughs> let me tell you you don't want to do that but you know, like why? Uh, How do you know that? Yeah, why? Because <laughs> like my parents tried it and it didn't work out very well. Because there's a four and a half age or four and yeah. a half year age gap between my brother, like older or I, younger. He's, he's younger. younger. He's, he's younger. younger. Yeah. But so they what try- was he doing? Was his eyes just like bugged out? No, no, no. It, it wasn't like any kind of detailish kind of thing like that. It was just you bring it up, and then my brother's glaze just kind of like it was just not appropriate. Put it and, that and way. And how old were you? When, well, when I, I don't. I don't really know. But I'm just saying, like, for a healthy way to bring it up, if you are, if you think it's a taboo thing, you're never going to bring it up as a parent. So you need to understand you should bring it up. And, um, you know, I'm not saying, like, you should drop hints to your kids or anything like that. But if your kids have questions, you definitely should answer it. And they're not going to come out and directly ask you something if they feel embarrassed to ask you. So I think, and this is just my thinking, I think it's okay to not question your kid, but maybe make a comment and just, you can tell the reaction to your kid if they've heard something before. So you can mention the word sex. You can mention the word vagina. You can mention the word penis. You can mention those kinds of things. And if their eyes kind of quickly turn to you like they've heard it before, that's the prime opportunity to keep going and explain the nature of it or whatever. But if you just totally gloss over it and they're 16 year olds and you're like, okay, I think we need to have the talk. (laughs) You're way late to the game. You missed it. You've missed it. So, yeah, I I think, I think there does, there has to be a plan. There has to be a, you have to be proactive in doing that because I think, I think you're absolutely right. Like, you know, just think about the shift from, the culture that we grew up in, you know, and, and I graduated in 2000, you graduated Nelson, 2000, 2000, 2001, 08, the baby, Jeez, oh, Pete, 08, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, in that, and like in that time, you know, there was, it was, I mean, culturally there was a lot of exposure to a lot of things. It's not even close no. to how bad it is today. No. Not even close. I mean, the the digital world. I mean, you 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 know, we say, hey, you know, all you out there in digital world, you know, listening, dude, th- it's what we live in. It's a whole another world, man. That's it why is we call it the digital world. It's it's completely different. Your access to, I mean, we've we've talked about this when we talked about politics. Like, you know, there, there's never a time in the history. 
of the world that we've been so the but that so many people have been exposed to so much about what's going on in every other part of the world and what's going on with politics and what's going on with you know the private lives of senators and mm. and and you know house representatives and just all these people that you know this stuff never would have came out i mean trump dude he'd be a saint you know in in some of these circles you know you know but we know everything about him everything uh and if you don't then you're not making the news and 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 so we're exposed to so much more and that carries over into sexuality you know it carries over into you know what the world you know and and it's not even a the, the majority but but what even what the minority says about sexuality and the choices you should be able to make with your body and all those things and 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 they think well you know by by promoting these things and doing these things we're creating a freedom in sexuality but but, but ultimately it's bondage it's the exact opposite it's bondage yeah, yeah. and i you don't know, I mean you know, you know, we we always say like the best illustrations are like in radicals. You think about like pornography and the people that are in the industry producing the stuff. You know, voluntary or involuntary. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And 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 even you you have a few of these individuals who will last a long time in that industry. The majority, you know, do do this for an extent. A, a little bit of time get taken advantage of in such an extreme way and then they're out the door but that content just it's there forever you know and and um i mean it's 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 a big deal yeah. it's a big big deal and this is the world we're growing up in and you know again we you know we talk about okay well like what's 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 right what's a good biblical understanding of you know what what God has for us in Christianity. You know when it comes to sexuality, and I, I think Chris is right on right. You know, hit hit the nail on the head when he says intimacy. You know, intimacy that that the depth that comes in a relationship and what the physical sexual aspect in a marriage bed you know provides. You know, that's what it's all about. So you know when you talk about sex, right? And, you know, I look over at Nate and I see a snicker on his face. But it's just one of those things. We we see smiles when you mention that word. But just think, like, I'm trying to present this in a non-perverted way. If if you and your wife are having sex or uh, you're, you're intimate, let's just, let's just say intimate just to keep giggles down. But if you're intimate, <laughs> right? He if said intimate. If you're intimate, right, would you want your kids to know that, like, at some point in time, like, my mom and my dad, like, yeah, if, they, if they're 30 years plus right now having a podcast or, or something way cooler than what we're doing right now later on, and then they, they talk, they're like, yeah, yeah, my mom and dad, like, they talk to me about it, yeah, and I know that they were intimate, and I know that they had a healthy sex life, and that was okay, because they told me from a biblical perspective that that's what a husband and a wife we're supposed to do. Yeah. They're supposed to procreate. That's why they are in existence with God's overseeing. Or would you rather have them talk about, you know, like, Oh, I went to this website or, or we had this party at home. I mean, whatever you, you can think of in the next 30 years, if your kids were sitting here at this table or a table having a podcast or something, how would you want that conversation to go? Well, yeah, like my parents told me about it. I knew that they were having sex or being intimate, and it was in a very healthy way. And my parents loved one another. Like my dad was the apple of my mom's eye. Like, and my dad uh, totally respected my mom. And it was in such a healthy way that I want to replicate that and even, uh, you know, have an even better relationship with my future spouse. So, you know, there, there's multiple ways to look at that. And that's what I hope my girls see. Now, obviously, they're, they're eight and four right now. I'm not going to give them the gory details. I'm not going to give them all that. But I do want them to see mom and dad just kiss. You know, like I come home from work. I want to see them. Like, I want them to see me appreciate their mother. You know, and if I slap 
my wife on the butt. Just to, we call them love taps. Here, here. Right? Yep, yeah, yep. I, I feel. <laughs> but, I hear you, dog. It's but I want to tell my girls that like that's an appropriate thing to do for a husband and a wife. Now I don't want my kids to go do that at school, right? So I need to tell them that there's a time and there's a place and there's a reason for it. So something as simple as what we call a love tap in our household is very appropriate for mom and dad, right? And those little baby steps, I think, will gradually build up to say like, oh, yeah, my mom and dad, they were intimate. They they knew what a relationship yeah. were. But at the forefront of all of that relationship, it's not just about me and my wife. And it's not just about uh, what we want to do for fun. It's about what we're doing. But coming from a perspective is like it was meant to be good. And we're going to experience God's goodness. And we can experience that through being intimate. Yeah. So it's just a, healthy, Bible. Uh, just a healthy Just a healthy basis. Song of Solomon, chapter 4. You're going to make me read something, aren't you? I am. Uh, I, because this, this should be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever Kevin says, hey, you over there, read this instead of me, it's going to be good. Wait, what? Don't lie, I feel like I have a reputation. Song of, songs so, Song of Solomon, chapter 4. Song of Solomon. Solomon. Song of... Uh, it'd be Song of Solomon. It might be Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. Help me out of here. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you ready? Word songs. Chapter 4. I'm there. Read it. Read it the with conviction. Chapter. Read it. Just read it. With conviction. Wow. I'll stop you. This I'll is stop not you. how I started my daily reading today. It's yeah. not? No. Where did you start? But what if it's oh, your daily it? reading for tomorrow? It might be. Or tonight. Yeah, you should read it tonight to your wife. Go ahead. <laughs> now you're making it strange. All right. How cut, be- cut. cut it out. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats descending from the hills of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep just shorn. Coming up from the washing, each has its twin. Not one of them is alone. That means she has all her teeth. Roger that. <laughs> That's a big deal in, the, so in, in ancient thing. times. Yeah. yeah, Chris gets it. Uh, your lips are like a garlic rib- ribbon. Your mouth is lovely. Your your temples behind your veil are like the halves of a pomegranate. Your neck is like the Tower of David, built with a course of stone. On it hangs a thousand shields, all of them shields of warriors. Your breasts are like two fawns, like twin... Well, I'm sorry, repeat. <laughs> your, fa- your breasts are like two fawns, <laughs> like twin fawns of a gazelle that browse among the lilies until the day breaks and the shadows flee. I will go to the mountain of... Myrrh and to the hill of incense. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride. Come with me from Lebanon. Descend from the crest of Amana, from the top of Sanir, the summit of Hermon. From the lion's den and the mountain's haunts of leopards, you have stolen my heart, my sister, my bride. You have stolen my heart with one glance of your eyes, with one jewel of your necklace. How delightful is your love, my sister, my bride. How much more pleasing is your love than wine and the fragrance of your perfume more than any spice. Your lips drop sweetness as the honeycomb, my bride. Milk and honey are under your tongue. The fragrance of your garments is like the fragrance of Lebanon. You are a garden locked up, my sister, my bride. You are a spring enclosed, a sealed fountain. Your plants are an orchard this, of pomegranates. You know what he's talking about right there? I do not. Virginity. Okay. Okay. Your plants are an orchard of pomegranates with choice fruits with henna and nard and nard and saffron. Calibus you know, you should really cinnamon. get into this if you're going to read it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what? I mean, like, it's, on, it's, an, it's an it ultimate slower. love song. I mean, it, that's it, exactly but, but think about, what think it about is. this, okay, like, like, so, so here's, a, here's a guy's guy. Okay, you talk about, like, the subject, okay? So it goes from... They meet. This is this is Solomon writing. They they meet, wedding, boom boom. That's how long it talks about meeting in the wedding. Guess what he goes straight to? They're sitting in the in 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 in, in the bedroom after the wedding's over with. That's what this is all about. Now here, here's here's what's incredible about this. Okay, like so here's a guy talking about the first night in the bedroom with his wife. And like he's adoring her and he's loving her and he's, you know, thinking about her and he's, he's letting her, her just beauty and nudity and, and all those things just like satur- be saturated into him and, and all those things that like we allow to get 
distorted because of of the exposure that we have to and it's not just it's not just pornography like we'd love for it just to be pornography but it's not it, it's the movies we watch and and it's the and it's the clips of things that we watch and it's the things that come across our TikTok or our Instagram or whatever that we don't delete and don't block and you know that distort these things that allow us to really appreciate the person that we love and we care about and then distorts then even further than that. And, and, and this is what God wants to create for us. But then it, it goes even further than that in this sense, that God, God wants us to, to experience this incredible intimacy and, and, and the physical pleasure that comes from sex and a relationship that's healthy and good. He wants us to experience this, but he doesn't want them then to become the ultimate thing. You know, he wants us to understand that like when, when we're in heaven, we, we won't have wives. We won't be given wives. We won't be, you know, that that's not. But again, don't make sex the most important thing. Because at the end of the day, if you think about what he's talking about, like when he's when he's appreciating this woman, like, you know, they hadn't had sex up to the point that you had talked. And this goes on for, for a long, long time. So so it wasn't the climax that was the most no. important thing. It was appreciating and, 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 and loving that person for who they are and what they mean to you. And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, like sex and the climax that comes from sex is, is a great thing. It's a great gift from God. But at the end of the day, like that's not the most, that's not the thing that's going to, we're going to sit back when we're 60 and say you know what that one time when we climax together that was it that was what it was all about i know i know that's 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 no, harsh it's the, it's the that's da- not the thing you're gonna it's remember the daily service it like, is like you know it's like, you remember that one morning that we sat on the porch and watched yeah. the sunrise together with coffee that's what you're gonna remember it's the relationship the one time you went way out of your way to do this for me or yeah or, or you know dude my wife and i went on like probably one, the best date of our life i'm, I'm for me i don't know if she would say that but the other night, like we, uh, we went out on the lake. We took the boat out on the lake. We went all the way to the other end of the lake, dropped anchor. We got some fast food from the Dairy Nook in, in Greenfield. Love the okay. Dairy Nook. Texas Tenderloin Deluxe. Boom. <laughs> Sat down. It was sprinkling rain. Not, I mean, not a good. Not, it would, the, everything about it would be a bad thing, except for we just nobody was around. No noise. We're sitting there, we ate, and we just talked. And that's intimacy. That's intimacy. And intimacy, we can interchange that with the word sex, with the word giving, with the word receiving. I mean, anything. So when we think of uh, the sex, and, and yeah, okay, like instant gratification, the climax, yeah, that high that you receive, that should be received on the same level as having that one-on-one time as a date night or, you know, surprising your wife with just a, a weird gift. It could be $3 worth, but it would appreciate or she would giggle or she would laugh and it would mean so much or a card or just a hug at the right time or heaven forbid, I actually have to wash dishes and that gratification, uh, whatever that instant gratification that we can perceive in that, you know, like whatever time frame sex happens, uh, for a guy or for a girl or for a husband and wife, I should say, uh, for us to have that instant gratification at that moment, it should be very equivalent to the exact same thing as us having intimacy, uh, whether it's sitting on a porch, whether it's going on a date, whether it's with their kids going to Kings Island, whether it's going to uh, wherever. But when you're intimate with your spouse, that's the same gratification. So we can be intimate on a on a quiet boat when it's sprinkling eating fast food we can be intimate when i'm just sitting with my wife she's had a rough day and i'm just massaging her back now that might lead to something else being intimate i doubt it and that's the hope that's the hope that's always the hope and that's why we all laugh and everybody listening you know what we're we're talking about but you know just giving of yourself and just making sure that your other one is appreciated now, I know that we're guys. We don't do that very often when we're terrible about that. So my apologies to my wife, and I'm sure that yep. this is the no, best straight-up apology. I mean, but, we but, can talk about this like stuff. But in your but, situation, <clears throat> like, Taylor and I, we had experienced something like similar to that. We found her iPod from the early 2000s, and it still worked. And so we 
plug that into the speaker and we listened to it till NSYNC. one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, what, what, what was know, it? There was a lot of Taylor Swift on there. Really? <laughs> Heavy. From what? Two thousand, two thousand seven ish. Yeah, yeah, heavy in the Swift. But anyway, but like going back to the intimacy, like we still talk about that night, even though it was two months ago. And that was a good night. That was a great night, and like didn't spend any money, didn't do anything, but it was a great intimate night with my wife. Yeah, you know, one of the best nights that uh, I ever remember is what's the the scare thing that happens at Halloween. What was the at, at um, Kings Island? The, uh, um, uh, whatever it is, something but, fest is it? Yeah, October fest. fest? Octo- yeah, whatever. whatever. It is. No, the October fest is like the beer Screen thing. fest, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, you, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. They open it up in October. Well, I I like still remember to this day that my wife and I we went, and it was like some kind of cold, cool October night, and us just standing in line. And just talking, hmm. no agenda, just talking. And we were surrounded by all kinds of people, and we would stand in line for 40 minutes here, 30 minutes there. And it was just, we were just talking like we didn't know each other, and that we were just getting to know each other. But it was it was a weird kind of intimacy that I still remember 10 plus years later in life. And I'm so appreciative appreciative of that moment yeah. and i know that you have those moments sure. we all have those moments and you know with the ipod thing that's something that you'll probably never forget yeah and um you know there's other moments that we have and i can tell you some really cool stories that my wife and i have had in bed that we've shared and i'm not going to share those but we will remember those moments forever we will remember those moments where it's just us on the couch where it's either me crying yeah i'm not man enough to not admit that you cry yeah Big, big I've crocodile never cried tears. My whole life, uh, or she's cried, but at that moment, I think that there was probably more intimacy than I can get than ten minutes, twenty minutes, maybe an hour in bed. Wait, you know I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we might we have to change gears like, and man, go knew, in a different direction. I knew you were the expert. I need man. some <laughs> tips. I don't know. Um, no, I yeah, I agree and you know, it we can we can make jokes and we can we can laugh and we and we should. Like, you know, it's it's it is it is a subject that, you know, that you know, takes you back to your you know, silly high school boy years when, you know, the when the word came up it was Snickers, you know. But but at the same time it is it's a, it's 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 an important issue and maybe more important in in the day and age that we live especially for our kids than it ever has been and so i think you know the the two things that we talked about and the two things that we should emphasize as as we end this is you know like on on the one hand like like protect your kids because if 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 you spend any time trying to understand what god says about intimacy about sexuality about sex and marriage and 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 what's most important then then like you have a mature and 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 a deeper understanding you know than a young person who's going to be exposed to this way before they ever should be you know and and so you can't shy away from a be you know because because the point that was brought up in the beginning and the point that you know should just be just scream from the mountaintop is hey listen who do you want <laughs> To have this conversation. Mm. Do you want it? I mean, three of us. Do you want it to happen on the bus? Nope. <laughs> no. No. Because that they're gonna get it wrong. And they're gonna they're gonna distort a young person's view that may have repercussions that will last for decades. Decades of, of this individual's life, you know, until they experience, you know, what what God truly meant for that. And I think that's what it takes ultimately, like, you know, and, and so let's not be that. Let's, let's make sure that we're proactive in that. And then the other side is like, you know, just making sure that we understand that intimacy is not just sex. It's, it's the relationship that we have that God gives us because he, you know, just like this series that we're, that we're going to be talking about, he created us for community and that's such a beautiful thing. Uh, and the reason that he created us for community is because he experienced that intimacy, that depth of relationship and that community in a way that we never will with God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. 
and in that relationship realized, hey, this is the most beautiful and amazing thing that a person can experience. And he gave that gift to us to experience, you know, with, with our spouses and with one another. And, and, and that's what's most important in life. Um, the, the physical things that come, the pleasures that come, you know, they only become ultimate, you know, the way they're designed to be. And I shouldn't say ultimate. They only become good as they're designed to be when they're done in the right way, you know, in the context of what God set out. And when we do that, we'll experience that. Not until, <laughs> you know, not until. And I mean, just like you said, we can experience that intimacy of uh, just with our spouse. It doesn't have to be sex. Now, we're all pretty young guys, except for Kevin. Kevin's old. But uh, <laughs> but we're all pretty young guys. So, like, you know, depending on what this conversation means to, to us as we're talking about it or somebody that's listening to it that might be seasoned uh, or up there in age, we might there might be grandparents or whatever. That doesn't mean that they might be as active as we are, but that doesn't matter because – well, you know what I mean by acting. Oh, okay. But uh, but we can have that same intimacy as like when we on our honeymoon night, right? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure we don't have to talk about it, but I I guarantee you that you can remember your honeymoon night, right? And I, I I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever felt as close to my wife as I did right then, because it was all new to us. It was all new to us. We laughed. It was weird. It was awkward. But that was the start of something really beautiful yeah. that we've polished up and we're still experiencing. And it is fantastic. But the intimacy of us having a relationship built on us having God first in our lives is way better than whatever gratification we get from sex. Amen. Because sex is just an instant thing and it can be perverted and it can be mis- misconstrued. But like I said, at God at the forefront of it, um, you can, I mean, you can do amazing things. And uh, we were in a small group uh, a few years back, and one of the challenges was, now, just hear me out, <laughs> it's a, it was a 30-day challenge, and it was, it was a book, and it was just a challenge in this book to be intimate with your spouse for 30 consecutive days. Sign me up. So <laughs> it's much harder than you think. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, nope. like try it, try it. I, Dick, but it takes two to tango, big guy. It does. It does. But what I'm getting at, you might set a record. You might go 60 days. I don't even know. I could go, but let me tell you 40 days. But the, the, the part of the challenge of this was that, uh, we prayed before we actually had sex. Talk about awkward. Go home. Try it. Pray that God is right in the middle of it because you just want it to be you and your wife. You're not hiding anything from God, but pray that God is like there watching it, ordaining it, and like blessing it. That is awkward. But I'm telling you, just try it. 30 day challenge. Today's what? September 15th. You can start on the 15th. You can start on the 16th. You start on the 1st. I don't care. Do we tell them Chris said? Nope. Just just try it. You don't have to brag about it. You don't have to whatever. Well, no, I don't have to but brag about it. I'm you don't saying. have to be. It's not sex. But just be intimate. Now, the part of the challenge was specifically sex because it proved a point. Yeah, you try to have sex for 30 days in a row, whatever. You might succeed. You might not. But I guarantee you along that way, you will develop what intimacy should be. And that is just being with your wife yeah. or your spouse, your husband and wife relationship. 30-day challenge. All 12 listeners. Well, it's about that time. <laughs> right, it Kevo? It is. It is. Again, um, I, you know, I think, you know, just pointing back to, I think it's, it's, it's the intimacy aspect that we've talked about. It's, it's the importance of understanding that in a biblical, you know, in a biblical way. But then ultimately, like th- this, this idea that, listen, God wants to bless us with it, and the reason is because, like, it, it happened in the most intimate and meaningful way with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and I think, you know, understanding that's where, that's where it comes from. But then, you know, 
this this intimacy, this love, this connection, this relationship, this it's the hope of that in the future. And it's not gonna be the same. It's gonna be better. You know, and well, it's not, created, because, not because it's not because of sex, not because of the, the that physical aspect, but because we're we're gonna experience like relationship in a way that we never have. You well, know. God created animals, things, nature, everything was good until he created us and it was great. But he didn't create us to have sex. He created Eve so that Adam wouldn't be alone. That's right. Intimacy first, and then sex is a byproduct yep. of it. Absolutely. Procreation. And when you go at it that way, I think that that's keeping it biblical. Uh, but also, God at the very center of every single thing you do. And that's why it was so shocking when I first heard from that college professor, would you have sex with God? Because... It's just such a bold, shocking, slap-in-the-face statement. You want to be more than just that. You want to be intimate with God, more so than anybody that you ever have in contact with this earthly world. Yep. Good stuff, fellas. Really good stuff. Uh, Chris, thanks for coming on again, You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Wouldn't have anyone else on but you, man. What episode is this? Uh, 69. Yeah, I we've believe. already laughed about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just get it out there in the open, Kevin. Just let him all I, know. I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, sure. I know you couldn't. Sure. Right. Who picked the topic? Nate. Nelson. Oh, I think it was definitely... <laughs> I think you're right, Nelson. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, any parting... Actually, let's, let's go ahead and pray real quick, Yes, fellas. let's do that. Chris, would you lead us? Yeah. Dear God, we thank you so much for what you blessed us with. And we thank you for the opportunity just to be, um, just to be a blessing. And uh, Lord, I pray that, uh, that what we do um, as, a, as a group of believers, as a group of individuals, I pray that it can be seen um, as a bright shining light to a very dark world. And uh, Lord, we know that the topic that we talked about tonight, yeah, it's, it's awkward. Uh, just because it's not been talked about. But Lord, I pray that you just, you let us stand firm in the position that we're at so that we can talk about it in a very healthy way to our kids, to our spouse, so that we can experience what full intimacy is. And Lord, I'm appreciative of those who have have taught me uh, what intimacy really is and not uh, what a a school bus ride uh, definition of sex is. So Lord, I, I thank you for that guidance along the way. And I just... I pray that uh, us as parents, that we can step up to a challenge uh, to accept what you have given and blessed as fantastic, as great, as what you have wanted us to do. Lord, I pray that we can make sure that that is not perverted and not misconstrued within our families. So I pray that we can continue to uh, grow our kids in a very healthy way and edify them in such a way that it's a positive outlook to this world and positive influence to their friends so that they're not uh, being misconstrued about facts or about whatever. So, Lord, I pray that you just give us the, the comfort, the wisdom, just the, um, uh, the awkwardness as a parent just to, to step forward and make sure our kids are protected, but also be the boldness that our, that our wives, that our spouses need to hear from us as leaders in the family. Lord, we thank you so much for what you've given us. Bless us to be a bigger blessing to others. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for Christ. And we ask all these things in his name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you to all the 12 to 13, maybe 14 listeners we got. Uh, We'll be back in a couple weeks. And uh, looking forward to it, fellas. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks again, Chris. You're welcome. Take care, everybody. God bless. See ya. See ya.